Hey DCL fans, it's Wes. If you're thinking about taking a Disney cruise vacation, consider booking your trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Not only can we answer all your questions and help you with all the planning details, but we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult dining experiences. You're going to pay the same whether you book directly with Disney or with a travel agent, so you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send us an email at wes at mickeyworldtravel.com. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 81 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes, and I I hope you are all looking forward to the upcoming holiday season, or as I like to call it, the eating season. Uh, It's one of my favorite times of the year, not just because of the Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays, but um, you basically get to start eating from the time November starts through the end of the year. So what could be better than that? Uh, In addition to all the the normal excitement surrounding the holiday season, my family is especially looking forward to it because for us, the, the holiday season this year means a bit of a return to normalcy. So we are closing on our new house next week. So we'll, we'll finally be able to put this temporary liver living situation behind us. We def we absolutely can't wait. Our friends who have allowed us to live with them for a majority of the time are just the best people in the whole world. It's, uh, it's not been easy for us. So I, I, I really can't imagine how it's been for them. And a return to normalcy means that I will once again have a permanent place to set up for my show. That has really been a major challenge, uh, which unfortunately has resulted in episode delays, which I I never wanted to have happen. So thank you all for sticking with me through this time, and I I can't wait to get back uh, into the normal swing of things, um, hopefully sooner rather than later. Given all the negativity going around right now, I wanted to I wanted to come up with something positive to talk about in this week's episode. So we're gonna we're gonna look ahead to the exciting things that we can expect from Disney Cruise Line over the next months and years. There's there's really a lot to look forward to, and, and I have a, a little bit of news regarding the new ships that I want to talk about. Um, so that's what we're gonna do today. But before we get into it, there's also some news that I I, uh, I wanted to get you caught up on. The first thing that I wanted to mention, which was actually announced a while ago, but I, I sadly have failed to mention it on my show for um, for one reason or another. I'm not sure why. Um, but it's the announcement that Commodore Tom will be retiring early in, uh, excuse me, in early January of 2021. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Commodore Tom was the first captain hired by Disney Cruise Line and was later promoted to Commodore in 2013. He was a very pivotal member of the Disney Cruise Line crew and really assisted in launching each of the four ships. He has captained uh, all four of the ships and he was always very pleasant to me and to my family during our interactions with him and and I just want to personally say thank you to him for his service and to also wish him well in retirement. 
As you're all probably aware by now, on October 30th, the CDC effectively lifted the no-sale order for cruise ships, but issued a, a framework for conditional sailing that, that must be met by the cruise lines before they are allowed to sail from U.S. ports with cruise passengers. The majority of the conditions revolve, uh, revolve around health and safety measures and guidelines, which, I mean, was was to be expected. Um, but included significant screening and testing requirements prior to embarkation. One of the conditions that stood out to me was the requirement by the cruise lines to have successfully conducted a simulated voyage or a series of simulated voyages demonstrating the cruise ship operator's ability to mitigate the risks of COVID-19 on board. Um, and then the guidance gets into the requirements for um, uh, the communications uh, to, uh, to volunteer passengers. So, you know, anything that, if, if these cruise lines are going to do volunteer cruises or these test cruises, that there's required communications that, uh, the cruise lines have to give to the passengers. These test cruises, um, were something that was rumored a couple months leading up to this announcement. So it doesn't come as too much of a surprise, but I thought it would be on a voluntary basis and not as a required condition for a return to cruising. So it'll be very interesting to see what Disney does about this. I saw last week that Royal Caribbean was already soliciting passengers to volunteer to be part of the test sailings. Um, based on this guidance from the CDC, it appears that Disney will also have to do something similar. Um, but as has been the case all along, Disney is behind the other cruise lines in rolling out their plans. I say all along that I their transparency has been very frustrating or lack thereof I should say I wish they would just come out and uh, and and you know give give people some details on what what their plans are but so far it's still uh, mostly silent I suspect that if they are going to ask for volunteers they're not going to um, to have a difficult time finding them though so uh, something to be on the lookout for. Another condition that stood out to me as I was reading through the guidelines was the requirement that cruise ship operators modify meal service and entertainment venues to facilitate social distancing during the simulated voyages. Um, what that doesn't say is modify the processes or procedures for meal service and entertainment venues. Uh, it, it says modify the venues, which I thought was interesting. It'll be... Um, I'm... I'm, look for, I'm looking forward to see what the main dining restaurants and places like the Buena Vista Theater and the Walt Disney Theater are going to look like um, if they had to make significant modifications to meet these new health requirements. Uh, I suspect that a lot of what has been going on in dry dock over in France over the last month or two, but again, uh, we don't know anything about uh, those modifications yet. So uh, something else to, to look forward to, to learning about. The CDC conditional sale order is very lengthy, uh, so I didn't want to get into a ton of the details, but if you're interested in seeing the types of things that the cruise lines are going to have to comply with before re resuming, uh, I would definitely encourage you to go and take a spin through it. Um, you can find it online. On the, on the Walt Disney Company's recent earnings call, Bob Chapek briefly mentioned the challenges that the cruise line faces and, and acknowledged that uh, the return to cruising may not be as quick as they had hoped. Uh, I actually have a short clip from that uh, from that 
Q&A session that I'll play a little bit later on. But based on the guidelines and the hurdles that the cruise line will have to to clear, in addition to bringing all the crew back and uh, and figuring out the logistics, I, I personally would be surprised if Disney Cruise Line is back to sailing in January, but I certainly hope I'm wrong. I I really hope that I'm wrong. Not long after the announcement from the CDC, CLIA, which is the organization that represents the vast majority of global ocean-going cruise lines, reaffirmed its commitment to um, to strict protocols and voluntarily extended the suspension of U.S. operations through December 31st, 2020. So, consequently, co- consequently uh, Disney Cruise Line also announced that it would be canceling the remainder of its cruises scheduled to finish in calendar year 2020. Um, so if you, you've probably all seen that announcement by now, but, uh, it's, it's something that happened over the last couple of weeks. So I wanted to, to fill you in on it. Um, more specifically cruises were canceled on the Disney fantasy through December 26th on the Disney dream through December 31st and on the Disney wonder and on the Disney magic through December 30th. All right, enough with the negativity. Uh, In today's episode, like I mentioned before, I want to take a look at some exciting things that we can hopefully look forward to uh, with Disney Cruise Line based on some of the speculation and some on information that we've already been officially told. We don't know that, or or, excuse me, we do know that eventually the cruise industry is going to open back up um, and hopefully one of these days uh, it'll go back to being the the same experience that we've that it's always been. Um, I'm confident that Disney will be able to deliver on that expectation. But because it's Disney, we we have uh, we've come to expect that the uh, that the experience and the magic will only get better uh, over time. So with that in mind, here are my top five things to look forward to or to keep an eye on in the coming months and years uh, with Disney Cruise Line. I'll start with maybe the least exciting of my five things, but I'll tell you why I'm putting it on my list. Uh, The Disney Cruise Line Terminal at Port Canaveral is undergoing an extensive upgrade that is scheduled to be completed sometime in in around April of 2021. Um, The the project was able to cruise right along (laughs) because there haven't been any ships in port for the construction companies to have to work around, so they've been able to just... Um, go without having to deal with any logistics related to cruises being in port. Port Canaveral has been sharing regular updates via its commissioner's meetings um, and and has provided a lot of updates on the construction, along with tons of pictures of the progress. Um, Updates and upgrades include cleaning and painting of the first floor luggage area, a new gangway for passengers to board the ship, um, which is being built in Barcelona, new moorings and other waterside upgrades that are necessary uh, for accommodating the new class of ship, expansion of certain areas to allow for better flow of passengers, an almost 7,000 square foot covered open air arrival plaza, and an all new concierge area and an expanded arrival area highlighted by all new landscaping. So once once we're able to cruise out of Port Canaveral again, it's going to look totally different than what uh, than the terminal that we've been used to. So why am I calling this uh, something to look forward to? Um, it's just a building, right? Uh, you know, it's just a, a necessary means by which to board the ships. Well, technically, yes, that's true. But 
Port Canaveral means more than just that to me and to my family. My first cruises with my family departed out of Port Canaveral. So I've had the opportunity to watch it evolve over the years. And there's just a a major nostalgia factor for me being inside the terminal that always brings me back to my earliest memories of sailing with Disney Cruise Line. From getting off the transfer buses to seeing the ship docked right there to walking up that escalator into that large open area and seeing all the families ready to go on their cruise. There's just this amazing feeling that I get when I'm inside the terminal. Um, There's there's this ant- anticipation and there's an excitement that gets brought out that's unique to that specific building. Um, it's hard to it's hard to put into words, but there's just something about being inside the terminal at Port Canaveral that excites me in a way that that no other place really can. So it's a, a really special place for for me and for my family, and so uh, that's that's a reason why I'm putting it on this list. And combine all that with the fact that nobody has cruised out of Port Canaveral in almost nine months. So when we are able to go back there, I imagine it's going to feel almost like a, a fresh start. It's it's pretty fitting that the launch, quote unquote, of the new terminal at uh, Port Canaveral is going to coincide roughly with the relaunch of Disney Cruise Line. So in a way, I, I think I think it might make it feel like you're about to experience something for the first time. So uh, it's going to feel new. Maybe I'm making way too big a deal out of this, but I, I really, I'm really excited about the upgrades taking place at Port Canaveral, and I, I can't wait to to see it and to experience it for myself. The next thing on my list of things to look forward to is more speculation than it is fact right now. Uh, several months ago, I shared some screenshots on Twitter and Facebook, and I might have even talked about about it on my show. I I can't remember specifically, but I shared a a survey that was released by Disney Cruise Line with questions focused on the Castaway Club. Uh, So obviously the Castaway Club is is for people who have uh, sailed with Disney before. So if you've sailed one cruise, you are a member of the uh, of the Castaway Club. You're a silver member. Um, So from that survey, it was pretty clear from the questions that they are at least thinking about making changes to the existing Castaway Club levels uh, and potentially even even adding a new level. Um, so the first question in the survey asked about the welcome aboard gifts, the variety, the quality, the value, usefulness, th- things like that. And the next question asked about how often the welcome aboard gifts should be refreshed or changed. Right now, the the or I guess before the the cruise before the shutdown, uh, the welcome aboard gift was that over the shoulder blue one strap backpack and a kind of a cheap rubbery plastic keychain that went with it. So that's been the the gift for what seems like forever. Um, we we usually end up leaving the bags behind because we we have several at home already and and they're not they're not all that big they're not very practical at least in my opinion uh you can't fit a whole lot of stuff into them i personally i i'd love for them to change up the gift every six months or so maybe a year uh i think it'd be something fun to look forward to if you knew you're getting something new every time you got on the ship so uh something to keep an eye out for there there are also three questions one for each of the different Castaway Club levels that listed a, a bunch of different gift ideas and asked which of the gifts would I, would I or the survey taker, would, would you like to receive at each respective level? So for the Platinum one, as an example, some of the ones that stood out to me were um, 10% onboard credit, 
uh, private platinum reception with the ship's officers and a reserved seating spot for the Walt Disney Theater sh- uh, shows. So I, I thought those were, were uh, pretty cool ideas. I think those were the three that I chose during the survey. Um, but we're pretty thoughtful, and, and, and each of them would be something that I would actually look forward to. I mean, having having reserved seating in the Walt Disney Theater would be like gold. I think that would be amazing to have. Um, the last question about the Catsway Club mentioned loyalty programs on other cruise lines and specifically called out four different levels. Uh, the survey used the term ambassador as the fourth tier, but that uh, that doesn't fit well with the other Disney Cruise Line levels. So, I don't know. I think they'd more than likely use diamond if they add a fourth level. But um, but anyway, the question here asked what the levels should be based on. So the number of nights sailed, the number of cruises taken, or the amount of money spent on the cruises. Um, currently, of course, the Castaway Club levels are based on the number of cruises taken, but that if you, that can be quite a, a d- divisive and uh, uh, it's a pretty divisive divisive topic. Uh, if you're in any of the, the Disney cruise fan pages on Facebook, you'll see arguments about this all the time, whether the club level should be based on the number of cruises taken or the number of nights sailed. Um, it's pretty controversial. It was, it was interesting to me anyway, to see Disney cruise line acknowledge this, um, and at least indicate that, the that they're thinking about it. So I, I've personally said for a while now that um, I'm I'm surprised they haven't added a new level yet. Um, as Disney Cruise Line gets more and more popular, the the Castaway Club levels, as they are now, get more and more diluted. Um, it's always crazy to me that that someone who has taken ten cruises is in the same Castaway Club level as someone who uh, has taken fifty or a hundred cruises. And yes, there are people who have done that many. Um, I. I definitely think it makes sense for Disney Cruise Line to add another Castaway Club level. I'm I'm not sure they would change the criteria, meaning the number of cruises versus the number of nights, because I, I think it just has the potential to move people um, in and out of existing levels that they're already in. So, I mean, one way around that could be just to grandfather people into the new levels based on the ones that they're already in, um, and then just subject them to the new criteria for moving up to the next level. Um, I could maybe see them moving gold to 10 cruises, platinum to 20, and then adding a, a fourth level at some increment after that. Um, who knows, but that's one reason why it's something I think to look forward to. Uh, and I, I love the idea of changing the welcome aboard gift to something other than a tangible product. Um, something, you know, something that you could look forward to as an experience, I think would be a great idea. If I had to guess, if they were to make a change, they will likely roll it out sometime around the launch of the Disney Wish. So um, something fun to think about. My next point um, and my last point sort of uh, go hand in hand, but I'll talk about them uh, separately. One thing I'm really looking forward to is the uh, the new itineraries. So it's no secret that I very much look forward to the three new itinerary in itinerary releases that currently happen throughout the year. Um, with the Disney wish coming online soon, I'm really excited to see what the the plan is going to be for the entire fleet with, uh, when, when a new ship is, uh, joining the mix. 
However, based on some of the information that we're learning from places like Port Canaveral and, and the Port of Miami, I'm willing to bet I can pretty much come close to guessing what the schedules are going to look like, at least from a, a home port perspective. Um, I'll put my thoughts on record here and, and, and see how close I get. So my guess is that the Wish will take the place of the Fantasy and will sail the Eastern and Western Caribbean cruises. The Fantasy will take the place of the Dream and do primarily the three and four night Bahamian cruises from Port Canaveral. I think we've seen a little bit of... Uh, that potentially happening because there uh the Disney Fantasy has been uh sailing some three and four night Bahamian cruises, um even some five night ones. So I think they're they are experimenting a little bit with that. Uh I think the dream will move to Miami permanently and will sail to the Bahamas and the Western Caribbean. We've seen reports out of uh the port of Miami that they're expanding their uh their ports to accommodate larger ships. So you know it could potentially get to a point where it could uh, be a home port for the Disney dream. Uh, So, you know, I think that's a possibility. The Wonder, I think, will continue to sail from Galveston and New Orleans and will still probably do the, the, uh, the Panama Canal cruises. But I suspect it'll spend the majority of her time on the West Coast sailing from San Diego and from Vancouver. And that leaves the magic, which I think uh, she'll spend most of her time over in Europe, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll also make her way back over here to do some cruises out of New York. So uh, if all that happens, don't forget that you heard it here first. With that being said, I hope I'm wrong. I I don't like predictable itineraries. I, I'd really love to see them um, mix it up and, and find some new places to cruise to. Cruise to. Um, and from I, like maybe some departures to Bermuda from Boston. That, I think that would be a, a really nice addition uh, to the itineraries. Regardless of where the, the fleet spends its time, I'm really excited to learn about the new itineraries and, and schedules for each of the new ships once the wish arrives. And we know for certain there is going to be at least one new destination here in the near future, which leads me right into the next thing on my list. Did you remember that Disney Cruise Line is working on its new, uh, on its own new destination in the Bahamas? We haven't really heard a whole lot about Lighthouse Point since they made such a big deal about it at D23 last summer. I think the current status is they're still working on the environmental feasibility study. Um, but beyond that, there really has been almost no talk about it. But Lighthouse Point is absolutely something to look forward to in the coming years i expect that it's going to be quite a quite a bit different than the castaway key experience but i have every confidence in the world that it's going to be uh made into a very desirable destination for disney cruise fans similar to the way that castaway key currently is plus everything that joe Rody has touched over the last decade or so and and maybe even ever, has been a a massive success. So I can't wait to see all that he and his team have planned for it. One thing I'm very curious to know is how the the space is going to be allocated for Disney Cruise guests, for locals, and for visitors to the area. Like, is it it going to be... is there going to be the opportunity for people to visit if they are not on a Disney cruise? Um, it sounds like there might be some of that or might be ideas of that, but they're, they're trying to keep them separated. Um, if so, if that's the case, how are they doing that? They they've talked 
all about access for local Bahamians, but, uh, you know, will there be access to tourists who are visiting the area? I just, I have so many questions about, um, about Lighthouse Point. Um, is it even going to be named Lighthouse Point? Uh, I, who knows? Uh, if you haven't already, though, do yourself a favor and look up the detailed renderings of the space. It's, it's fun to look at kind of the, the concept art and, and look at the different areas and try to think about what they have planned. So I, I can't wait to see the details of, of Lighthouse Point. I think hopefully we'll start to learn some things soon. Um, I would imagine they would want to have it close to ready by the time, uh, you know, the new ship has, has sailed uh, a bunch of itineraries. So um, who knows what the what the current plans are for Lighthouse Point. And that leads me to the last thing on my list and the thing that I am absolutely the most looking forward to. You probably already guessed it and it's probably very obvious, but I can't wait to learn more about the Wish and hopefully sail on the Disney Wish uh, sometime in the summer of 2022. At this point, it's safe to say I am dying to find out more details and I'm, I'm just wondering how much information they're going to release once they release the information. I want to know what the restaurants are going to be, the entertainment they have planned, the details of the upper decks. Are they going to have some sort of new water feature? Um, and I, all the new stuff that we haven't seen on a, on a Disney cruise ship yet. I have really high expectations and um, I just I just can't wait to learn about it. I, I know there's going to be a, a ton of that. Uh and 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 I also want to know who who's going to be on, uh, going to be the atrium statue. So they sort of teased us a little bit with the uh, the renderings uh, of the the main lobby there because they they have a, a stand for it. If you've seen the picture and you know the staircase is right there, but there's nobody on it. So I'm very much looking forward to that. The construction of the Disney Wish is definitely underway. There have been videos of the engine block being floated out to the shipyard, um, out to Meerwerft in uh, in Germany. It was apparently assembled somewhere else, uh, but they there were videos shared on YouTube of the transfer um, from where it was built over to the, the shipyard. So if you haven't seen the videos, you, you can't really tell what it is that you're looking at, so it's not all that exciting but still pretty cool to to see that it's uh that it's well underway based on everything that has happened with the walt disney company this year i, I wasn't sure if ships two and three would still be uh in the short-term plans and i'm still not totally convinced that we'll see all three of them within sometime within the next five years but bob chapek had some things to say about the new ships in last week's annual earnings call for the walt disney company um and i have a, a brief clip that i want to play here so take a listen to uh to what he said and, and in terms of cruise ships um as you know we just got new guidelines from the cdc that are quite uh, thorough let's say um and uh, they really entail uh some really high hurdles in terms of not only testing by the uh, potential uh, guests uh, that we host on the ships, but also a process that has to uh, happen in order to certify our first sailings. Those will necessarily result in delays beyond what we had hoped in terms of getting our uh, uh, ships back in service and making magic for our guests. I guess the best news out of all of it is that we now do see some light at the end of the tunnel. I think we have an opportunity to create sort of a Disney bubble, if you want, uh, if you would, on each one of our cruise ships. 
and demand is very, very strong for our cruise ships. Uh, we're seeing extremely strong demand in the back half of uh, fiscal year 21 and all of 22 in, sort, in terms of uh, uh, bookings. That said, that then creates the demand for the new ships that uh, you, you asked about. And right now, uh, we're anticipating delivering our first new ship, the Wish, in uh, summer of 22. And then we have uh, our next two ships in 24 and 25. And so after a slight delay of roughly six months on those ships, uh, we think that uh, we're going to be able to bring them onto service. We hope and expect that the world will be back to normal by then and anticipate uh, having uh, a, a, a fine time trying to uh, fill up the demand of those ships. And we think there's going to be so much pent-up demand that we don't expect to have uh, much issues given the love that our guests have for Disney Cruise Lines. So not a whole lot of information there, but it was nice to hear him acknowledge each of the three ships. So we learned recently that the wish was being delayed until the summer of 2022, uh, which he confirmed once again in that clip. But he also mentioned that we'd see the other two ships in 2024 and 2025, which is still a pretty significant delay from the original schedule which was 2022 and 2023 but for me it's always nice to hear important people from disney uh acknowledge things like that it makes it you know seem that much more official and that uh that they're at least thinking about it still so it sounds like all three ships for now anyway are are still part of the short-term plans for disney cruise line i think that's exciting um the next thing i'm looking forward to is learning the names and the stern characters for uh new ship two and new ship three so i really loved how they did it with um the wish revealing a whole lot more than just the name so i i, I hope they'll they'll follow suit and, and follow a similar pattern for the new ship so definitely looking forward to the new ships and and i i think that's easily my number one thing to look forward to uh for disney cruise line in the coming months and years so that is my list uh of things to look forward to as it relates to disney cruise line obviously there are you know the short-term things to look forward to um what's a return to 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 sailing gonna look like what kind of new protocols are we gonna um have to adhere to what do the new ships look like physically uh, with all the the updates and modifications that they had to make um, and just when can we back get back to cruising? So there's definitely plenty to look forward to in the near term and the long term. Um, so I hope that you enjoyed this episode and, and maybe you, there are others that you're looking forward to as well. If there are, I would uh, really love to hear about those. You can feel free to shoot me in, uh, a message on Facebook uh, or you can send me a direct message on Twitter, however you want to reach me. Uh, but either way, I uh, thank you so much for listening. Again, thank you for your patience. And um, if I if I don't talk to you again before Thanksgiving, I hope you all have a happy and safe Thanksgiving. Um, and uh, and and stay healthy and and take care. Once again, thanks so much for listening. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL Dude or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DCL Dude Podcast. Please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening. <music>